The Man in Green. Play. It is only while walking through nature do we see true beauty. It is only while listening to the melody of the wind blowing through the leaves of the trees do we hear a brand new symphony every time. It is only when we see an entire forest on fire. It is only when we see what was once a field where things used to grow. It is only when we realise that we are doing more harm than good to our environment, to our home. It is only when nature shows the true force of its power. It is only then that we start to see, to realise and start to believe that we as a people have lost our way and we are potentially hurting ourselves and affecting our world irrevocably. Who am I? What am I? My name is Pan. Well, I was born Peter Arthur Newton, but everybody always calls me Pan for short, based on my initials. I am a naturalist, a conservationist, and a worshipper of nature in all its infinite forms. Every year since I was seven years old, on my birthday, I have been visited by a ghost. For twenty years I have kept the identity of this ghost a secret from everybody. However, I feel like now is the time to tell someone, everyone, who it is who comes to me every year and who reminds me of who I am, who we all are as a species, and what it means to be human. My story is a lifelong story filled with 20 years of memories, experiences, dreams and encounters with my own namesake, you could say. The thing about who I am writing about is that they are... They are a myth. They are a legend. They are a character from a fairy tale. But not, they are not imaginary. They are real. And I know that they are because... I am not the only one who knows about them, and I am not the only one who has been visited by them. I first encountered who I am talking about when I was seven, like I said, when I got lost in the woods. My dog, a feisty little Jack Russell Terrier called Lightning, had run away the moment that I and my mum opened the back door of our house because the gate to our garden that led to the forest behind our house had not been shut properly, Lightning subsequently used this moment and this opportunity to dash not only into our back garden, but into the forest of Chantry Woods as well. I love Lightning, who was my first best friend, and that was my reasoning at the time for running out the back door along with Lightning, and then following him and attempting to retrieve him without even a second thought as to what I was doing nor where I was going. Not even my mother's calls after me were enough to stop me in my tracks. In my mind, I was going to bring back lightning at all costs. I was seven, so any sense of fear of getting lost was of no concern to me at the time, because I had never felt fear before in my life. However, when I finally stopped running, when I realised that lightning was well and truly gone, when I realised that I had no idea where I was, where my house was, where my mum was, 
I did what you would expect any normal seven-year-old to do at that moment. I cried. And I cried. And I cried. I could have flooded that entire forest with my tears, and there is no doubt in my mind that I would have done if I had not met my ghost. A creature of imagination. An angel of nature. A god who, if you were to read up on in the tales of myths and legend, you would be led to believe that they were supposed to be dead. However, I'm here to tell you that they, the real Pan, they are not dead, and they are no figment of anybody's imagination, no matter what we or his own kin have been led to believe. Pan, the Greek god of nature, music, and the guide to the wonders of the wilderness is alive. And the rumours of his death, I can tell you, have been greatly exaggerated, because he is looking right at me as I write this and as I tell the tale of his life, his survival, and his undying and enduring spirit. I don't even think Zeus himself knows that Pan is still alive, but from what Pan has told me, I do know that his father has no idea whatsoever that he is still alive. You could say that Pan has been living underground and as inconspicuously as possible for a while. But every now and again he makes a friend and he constantly comes back to visit them and allow his friends to learn from him. Did Pan fake his own death? Was he reborn somehow? Is he really Pan? How do I know? Maybe, it's possible, yes and yes, he is definitely Pan. The same Pan who has been written about for centuries. And he is not shy about playing his own pipes, shall I say. I think he actually enjoys being underground and only revealing himself to a select group of people. Pan's people. However, I must state that we are in no way, shape or form associated with the dancers of the same name who used to be seen dancing on the stage of Top of the Pops back in the 1960s. No, we who are Pan's people are in no way dancers. However, you could say that each and every one of us listen and move in time to the rhythm of the tune that Pan plays. Pan has a wicked sense of humour and he always knows the right thing to say at any given moment, but there are times when it seems as if he has something on his mind, and that is when he visits his friends, his people, to talk about whatever it is that is at the forefront of his thoughts. Pan is predictable. I know he won't mind me saying that, but in the same breath, he is. his predictability also means that he can always be relied upon in any given moment of panic. Pan is the best. But this time feels different somehow. Mostly because this time Pan has asked me to write about him and about his visit especially. Of course, I've written about Pan before. A dose of fan fiction here, a journal entry there. But this time it's me writing about him with his full knowledge and with express permission, and with his extreme encouragement. Though I do find it exciting, I am secretly curious as to why. Why, after all this time? Maybe he wants to send a message to somebody. Maybe that's it. And I think I know who, wrote Paul Arthur Newton in his notebook, 
while sitting under a towering pine tree in the forest of Chantry Woods, in the exact place and at the exact time where and when he had met Pan twenty years before on his birthday. Today is the 2nd of December. Today is Paul's 27th birthday. Why now? asked Paul, as he closed his notebook slightly, as he looked up and into the eyes of Pan. Why, after all these years, why here in the exact place where we first met when I was a child? Why do you want to expose yourself after so long of being underground? Because, my dear friend, this may be the last time, replied Pan, with a boyish smile on his face, his appearance not atypical with any of the depictions of Pan from Greek mythology, because he looked like a normal human male in perhaps his early twenties, with no sign of any horns on his head or hooves where his bare feet were now. However, Pan had a captivating sparkle in his emerald-like green eyes that were definitely too magical to ever be believed to be the eyes of a normal human male. Pan was sitting cross-legged beside Paul and looking deep into his eyes as he spoke. What do you mean? asked Paul. The seasons are changing. The leaves are going brown. And it is time for those who are lost to be found, said Pan with a wide-eyed smile, who in this moment to Paul looked beautiful, as he always did. And he also looked delighted from what Paul could read based on Pan's facial expressions. Perhaps he's excited about something, thought Paul. You once said to me that change is nature, and nature is change. Is it time for a change? Are you going to change? asked Paul. Paul recalled Pan telling him how he changed once, long ago. However, he had not specified exactly in what way he had changed. However, Paul did ask Pan once why a Greek god would be hanging around in a forest in the heart of England in the first place, and he still remembers exactly what Pan replied. Gods are everywhere, wherever the wind blows. Everybody changes, as does everything, but most people and most things leave a trace, a mark, a footprint of where they have been. I have changed, my influence and my gifts have changed over the centuries, and yet who I am within has not. I was once worshipped by many, however now I am all but forgotten as a god. Even my family does not think to seek me out. Now, as before, as the colours of my world change around me, and as the leaves start to spiral to the forest floor, it is when I must change my colours also, replied Pan with a smile, as he continued to sit cross-legged on the ground next to Paul, mesmerising him with his green eyes. Are you dying? Paul asked as he could feel a rise of emotion start to bubble up behind his eyes. Dying does not come naturally to nature, nor does it to those who love and embody nature. Nature can only die if and when it is forgotten and taken for granted. People do not worship as they once did. 
And as humanity's wants, needs and sources of worship have changed, so too have we who were born and who were sustained by belief have had to find other ways to survive. However, though people change, nature on the other hand does not. Nature endures. Sometimes even gods have to change with the times in order to survive. However, for some reason, change is easier than it is for others, explained Pan with a wry smile, periodically and noticeably beginning to look away from Paul as he spoke to him, which Paul interpreted as if Pan was holding something back and as if he was nervous for some reason. My father is coming, said Pan after a few moments of silence as he finally focused all his attention upon Paul again. A new moon is rising, a new dawn is dawning, the lightning king is conspiring, a change is in the making, and I, I need you to do something for me. I need you, I need you, my friend, to call out the name of my father. He is in need. He is in pain, and he needs to be reminded that he is still who he was, and that he is still worth being worshipped and believed in, said Pan enthusiastically. Okay, replied Paul without hesitation. And then Paul stood up and he shouted into the air, Hermes! However, neither Paul nor Pan heard or saw anything or anybody. Paul laid his notebook down on the ground and he called out again, Hermes! Hermes! However, yet again, nothing. Pan began to look angry and annoyed as he looked up at Paul and at the surrounding forest of trees, and yet again there was no sign of anything nor anyone other than the two of them. When Paul looked down at Pan, who was still sitting on the ground, he appeared to be in pain which started to worry Paul greatly. Something is wrong. I just know it, Paul thought to himself as he looked down at Pan. What's wrong? asked Paul with concern. My time is growing short. The season, the season is changing. All the leaves will soon fall. And I, replied Pan with an uncharacteristically angry tone of voice and a deeply furrowed brow and with a look in his green eyes that Paul could not read no matter how hard he tried. I will soon die. Again, replied Pan. But I will not die. I will not die, Pan shouted into the air as he stood up and looked Paul in the eye face to face. Tears started to form within the wells of Paul's eyes. What is going on? I don't recognise him at this moment. He is not acting like the Pan who I have known since I was a kid. You do not understand. You have not seen what I have seen. You have not been to where I have been. If you truly knew anything about who I am, who I was, and who I will always be, then you would already know. 
even based solely upon the mere myths and stories that have been written about me. You should already know that I am... I am... I am not who you see before you. Who I have been forced to become. I am now nothing more than a fairy tale character. A creature of imagination. A page in a storybook. But I used to be so much more. I was Pan. But now? Who am I? I am not who you see before you. Even you must see that. Even you must know that. I was the wild one. In every sense of the word. I was the one who did what I wanted. When I wanted. With whom I wanted. And then? And then humanity moved on. People started disrespecting me. People started disrespecting Gaia. Gods started to forget that they were gods. And humanity started to think that they were the gods of this world. And that the gods that had given them everything were no longer necessary in their daily lives. And they... They began to seek answers to questions that they had no right to even ask. But that is the arrogance of man in a nutshell, is it not? Why think about others when you can just think about yourself? Said Pan, angrily. Paul could not believe what he was hearing. This is not Pan. Why is he saying all this? Paul said to himself as his tears intensified in frequency. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But you do not know what humanity has done to this world. You may think that you do, but until you have seen everything through the eyes of someone who has seen it all, as I have, then you could not possibly have any comprehension as to what has been lost, said Pan, before Paul could hasten to respond. Pan started to pace in front of Paul, and as he did, his usually consistent appearance as a young man with blonde hair, green eyes and wearing a dark green t-shirt and a dark green coloured pair of denim jeans transformed before Paul's eyes into Pan's true guise. And as he is usually perceived and described in myth and legend. Pan, now looking like a fawn-like creature with the legs and the horns of a goat and with green eyes and graying hair stood looking at Paul with a piercing look in his eyes. Paul had seen Pan appear to him similarly to how he now appeared only once before when he first met him when Paul was a child. However for the majority of the times that Pan had visited Paul he had appeared human and young in appearance. However to Paul Pan now looked old. Alien. Wild. He looked like a stranger. A monster. Is this the real Pan? Has he been lying to me all my life? Paul asked himself. Why? Why do you really want your father to come here? Why do you really want your father to know that you are alive? Why? Why have you been using me? 
asked Paul tearfully. Why? Why, you ask? Pam replied in a disparaging tone of voice. You know, it was fine before. It was fine when I was brand new and young again. It was fulfilling when people began to believe in me again. But then, then I realised that it wasn't enough anymore. Then I realised that it was my fate to die over and over again. Because I was not, and I am not, worthy of enduring worship. This world has changed. People have changed. Gods have changed. Things are not as they once were, nor as they should be. And I, I will no longer live this way. I am owed a debt that I demand must be repaid. What debt? What are you talking about? asked Paul. I should have been protected. I should have been given what so many others were given when the tide started to change against us. I should... I should not have been driven underground to live a life of near obscurity. I do not deserve this, said Pan. Life isn't fair, pal. I mean, Pan, replied Paul, noticeably angry and shaking as he spoke. Have you not learned anything from our interactions and those that I know you have had with others? Oh, and by the way, I do know who you are and who you were, but the knowledge of who we used to be does not need to be a chain to shackle us our entire life. If people can change, and so can gods, then why can't you? I have changed. I have tried. I have become less than I was. I have sold myself, my identity, my purpose. But for what? For what? To be a listener and a fawn of wisdom? Pan replied. And what is so bad about that? replied Paul. Pan started laughing hysterically, his eyes wild and glowing as green as two sparkling emeralds. Let me tell you what is so bad about that, Pan replied sardonically. I'm not sure how much you know about me, but one thing that I want to make abundantly clear is that this place and many like it all around the world are my temple and the place where I was worshipped for so long, said Pan, as he opened his eye, arms wide and turned around on the spot as if revelling in his surroundings. I know, replied Paul immediately, before Pan could say anything further. Don't you think I know all of this already? I know who you are. I know where you are worshipped. I know, I know. But, but now, after all these years, you, you... Who are you? asked Paul with tears in his eyes. I am Pan. Who you see before you is who I really am, Pan replied as he started to approach Paul again. Then, who have you been pretending to be all these years? 
Why have you been lying to me, to us, to everyone who knows you? We know you are Pan, but you are not acting in any way like you have before. You have changed, within the blink of an eye. You have changed. Why? asked Paul, as he desperately attempted to bring order to the chaos of thoughts and emotions that raged inside of him. Appearances can be deceiving. Things are not as they seem, nor are people, especially when it is into the face of death that they are staring, said Pan with a scowl. Why me? What do you want with me? Why are you trying to call your father here? asked Paul angrily, as he walked up to Pan and looked him straight in the eye. My father? My father? He is the only one who can save me. He... He will come. He will do what he does. He will... He will free me of this cursed life. He no longer is but the messenger of the gods and the guide of the lost souls to the underworld. But then again, who is exactly as they used to be when they were in their prime? No. These days he saves lives and he guides the path of the living so that they can find contentment and happiness, so I hear. My father. He too has changed his identity from what I have been told. He now wears the same face as a human, and he spends all of his time and energy making friends with the humans of this world and helping them, said Pan, as he periodically rolled his eyes as if deriding his father's character and actions. Like father, like son then, I take it, replied Paul, as he experienced a sense of deja vu as a response to what Pan had just said and the way that he had described his father. What do you mean? replied Pan angrily. You don't know? You don't see? You don't realise who, what and why you are the way that you are? Why you have been spending so many years visiting and listening to so many people like me? You, you're trying, you've been trying to emulate your father, you've been trying to seek his approval, you've been trying all this time to, to, to draw him to you, because you want to reveal yourself to him, so that he may pity you enough to change your life and help you too said Paul, as he looked into Pan's glossy green and black eyes and at his own reflection. Paul then took a step back. As Paul took one step at a time away from Pan, and as he continued to stare at him, all that he could see was who Pan truly was, instead of how he used to see him. Paul started to tremble with fear all throughout his body. Pan said nothing. He just continued to stare at Paul with a look of confusion on his face as he watched Paul slowly get further and further away. No. No. Please don't hurt me, said Paul with desperation in his voice as he reached out his right hand as if attempting to stop Pan from getting too close to him again. 
I must bring my father here. He is the only one who can save me. I need your help. You will help me. Even if you don't want to voluntarily, you will, said Pan, as he menacingly began to walk towards Paul again. 